why can't I go somewhere on the internet and figure out everything I need to know about hunting? It's like if you weren't local, you wouldn't know. You would have no idea. We started building an online platform of information source, just like a Zillow for homes or cars.com for cars. It's been done in every other industry on the planet. I always describe it as like a, a choose your own ending book. You can like choose your own criteria you want to narrow it down to. And those tools, I think, are so powerful. Him and I both, our favorite style of hunting, although he's in way better shape than me, is backpack hunting. He can hike a lot better than me, a lot faster than me, but I still love it. It's my favorite form of hunting by far, hands down, not even a question. Yeah, people are like, oh, I can draw these tags, but like, really, you can draw them, but could you hunt them? It, it doesn't take hunters to get this done. It takes hunters and technology people to get this done. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 59 of Living Country in the City. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, getting on to the show, I just recently got back from the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo out in Salt Lake City. It was an amazing time getting to catch up with former guests and friends and really make some great connections. I also hammered out a pile of podcasts for y'all while I was out there, so you'll be hearing a ton of these throughout the coming weeks. Now, uh, we are right in the middle of it, y'all. A few of the deadlines have already passed, but uh, it is tag application season. Now, I've got a lot of people hitting me up and asking where I'm applying, where I think they should apply and asking my strategies for putting in and building points. And now I really don't have any fantastic insight or special knowledge or anything to this regard. I just really try and utilize every tool that I have at my disposal and talk with really smart folks who have been doing this for a lot longer than I have. And so I got a chance at Hunt Expo to sit down with Lorenzo Sartini and Brady Miller of Go Hunt to talk about what Go Hunt is and really go through the basics of how to go about selecting states and units and building points and drawing tags. So let's get into it, and I hope you all find some really good info from this episode. All right, well, we are here uh, hanging out at the Western uh, Hunting and Conservation Expo. I, yep. I don't know. I always call it Hunt Expo. I always forget what the full name is. We just call it the Western Hunt Expo. Western Hunt Expo. Yeah. So that works. Um, 
Hanging out here in the Go Hunt booth with Mr. Lorenzo Sartini and Brady Miller of Go Hunt. Thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about drawing tags today. Um, we also got the Instagram Live going here. So uh, we'll see, see how that turns out. Uh, if anybody's got any questions, we'll see See if those pop up, but uh, one thing I always like to start with is uh, just a little bit about yourselves, uh, maybe the, the quick version of kind of how did you get started in hunting and, uh, and the outdoors? You want to go first? Go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So yeah, I'm Brady Miller. I'm currently the uh, digital content manager at Go Hunt. Basically, getting in the outdoors, you know, it's well, kind of like a lot of people. Uh, I mean, maybe not, but, you know, my dad was a big hunter, so I was always, you know, every day just, like, watching him come home with animals, come home with trips, bringing photos, like, showing, hey, look at look what I just did. And I always thought that was super, super cool. And I always went out west to do it. I mean, he was big in, in the Midwest, too, but I was always, like, that western push that I was always so excited about. And that's why, like, I was like, oh, I got to get out west someday. I got to get west. And, like, so growing up in the hunting family was awesome. I got to learn a lot, but I was like, man, I need to get out west and learn stuff I've never done before, which is how I got, you know, addicted to hunting mule deer and everything. So it's just, yeah, a lot because of him and just uh, love outdoors, love adventure and hiking and then like, taking photos. So the hunting and all that just works out really well for me and meshes together and won't have it any other way. Yeah. Lorenzo? So I actually have a pretty interesting background of how I got into hunting because I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Born and raised, lived there my entire life. So I grew up in the city, one of the biggest cities, craziest cities there is. Um, my family is in business background in the you know, Las Vegas Valley. Been in the casino industry for a long time, which doesn't necessarily lend itself uh, you know, conducive to hunting. You catch a lot of flack for it in a place like Vegas and that kind of an industry. But my family did hunt. It came from my Uncle Heath, which... My dad's dad and his dad were brothers, so it's my dad's first cousin, but I call him my Uncle Heath. He grew up as my dad's brother his whole life. He grew up as my uncle my whole life, and he's the one that basically got us all into hunting. Um, his father homesteaded some land in Utah. He was, he was from Southern California, was a businessman down in Southern California, but always had the calling to go to the mountains. He was a big bird hunter. That's what he loved to do most. He was a duck hunter and all this stuff, um, being from the San Joaquin Valley in California. Well, he wanted to shoot the big stuff, so (laughs) he found Utah, and he just kept traveling out there, traveling out there, and he retired at a very young age um, after his business and basically got a big piece of property and homesteaded a big piece of property in southern Utah, and that's where our family started hunting. So ever since I was, you know, old enough to open my eyes, my dad and my uncle were taking me and my brother and cousins and all of us out on the property and shooting deer, you know. So I've been around it my whole life, and that's where it came from. There we go. So uh, grew up hunting, yep. got involved in all that. Um, where, uh, where did this concept for go hunt come from? So, yeah, I grew up around hunting, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I did it all the time. Yeah. I, like I said, my family was big in the business back, big into business, so they didn't have a lot of time to go in the outdoors. This little time that they did, we would go and they would, you know, take me with them before I was old enough to hunt. And I'd go on one or two hunts a year with my dad, and then when I was old enough to hunt, I would go on one or two hunts myself. But I grew up in a athletics background, so I went to a college prep school in Vegas for football. Um, was very competitive in football, and obviously football is during the fall can't hunt very much (laughs) so growing up through high school i would just always beg my dad just take me somewhere after the season i don't care what it is i just want to go hunting that's all i want to do so 
you know, usually the season was over around Thanksgiving at some time, and he'd take me to Texas or New Mexico or, you know, all these places with weird oddad hunts and things <laughs> and like because that was all i was really able to do and yeah i would draw some ta- some tags every now and then some youth tags in nevada but that's only one tag and i'd only be able to hunt for three or four days before i had to be back to football practice you know if i missed too many days of practice coach would kill me and i want to play oh yeah so you know i loved hunting it's all i ever wanted to do but i was not necessarily stuck because i did choose to play athletics at a very high level but that's what i did so I originally took a football scholarship to the University of Montana, and when I was there, I had had some really bad shoulder, head and neck issues, bad concussions, and things like that, and my knee was messed up, and I just, my body isn't very good at staying healthy in a contact sport. It never was. I was hurt <laughs> from a young age. I have a lot of friends that, you know, made it to the highest level of football in the NFL, never had an injury a day in their life, and I was getting hurt in high school. So right there, I kind of knew. You know, it's my body's not going to be able to hold up against this stuff. So I went against my, my, uh, I went with my better judgment and decided not to play after a couple more concussions. And when I was there, I had all this free time for the first time in my life. I had all this free time in the fall, never had it before. And I'm sitting there going, man, now that I have all this free time, I live in a state like Montana. I'm going to school here, being a student, I have tons of free time. How, like, how can I just go hunting? I just want to go hunting. I know Montana, all these locals here. He actually went to University of Montana as well. Like all these, all the locals there hunt, and I was seeing all this hunting. I'm like, okay, that's what I want to go do. And every day I want to go hunting. It was unbelievable how hard it was to find the hunting opportunities in Montana. There was, I mean, we grew up with the web-based world, right? Everything's on the web. Every single thing is on the web. Why isn't hunting on the web? Why can't I go somewhere <laughs> on the internet and figure out everything I need to know about hunting. It's like if you weren't local, you wouldn't know. You would have no idea. And that's what I picked up on was the only way I learned how to hunt in Montana and learned, you know, the combo deer elk tags that were guaranteed back then. They're not anymore. But um, you know, the only way I learned was I, like, infiltrated this network of hunters. Luckily, you know, you attract the same kind of people, same hobbies. And I got into it and figured out, okay, this is how you hunt in Montana. All right, well, now I want to go hunt Idaho. Well, how come I can't find? World. Yeah, how come yeah. I can't find anybody? I didn't go to school in Idaho. None of the Montana guys knew Idaho. But I'm sitting there going, "Well, this is the first time I've I've ever had an entire fall opened up. I don't want to go hunting for two, three weeks. Like I want to literally go hunting every day for three months." <laughs> so I t- had to figure out Idaho, and like through this process, I just could not believe how hard it was to find the opportunities. The states definitely don't make it easy on people. It was, you know, and I was I was raised around hunting and i still couldn't figure it out you need a specific degree to figure out those hunting regulations i agree for a normal person to read through a regulation book and decipher what's what and understand it and understand what it like what they're saying and how it all works and how you get the tags and all these things so anyways i spent my personal time doing that and i figured out the states on my own you know i figured out some really good opportunities on my own not it's not like i was slaving away over it or anything but you know i found this this information and my buddies in montana and like when i graduated some friends that i stayed friends with i started giving them opportunities that i had found and they were all happy that they could go hunting more well i was back working for the family business in the casino industry and i love i love the industry it's been phenomenal for my family it's it's blessed us with a lot of things that we've been able to do like start a business um so i don't have anything bad to say about it, but I just didn't want to be a part of it. I wanted to be in the hunting industry and I was going to do whatever it took to, to get there. So 
with the business back, background of my family, I just kind of started having these meetings of, you know, asking my dad, my uncles, what, like, what can we do? What is there? How, like, where can I trans transition this and demonetize it? This information that like is un impossible to find. How can we get this all in one spot? Well, at the time we were doing online poker and we were around a lot of online guys who understood the web-based world. Right. So found Chris Porter who was working for the family on the online online poker side and i basically recruited him to hunting i'm like look it's wide open the space is wide open for a business online there's nothing out there literally there's not one online resource that somebody from new york to los angeles california can get on at the same time and understand what the opportunities are in hunting so from that day forward we started building an online platform of information source just like a zillow for homes or apartments.com for apartments or cars.com for cars it's been done in every other industry on the planet you know there's no in my opinion, there's no such thing as a travel agent anymore unless <laughs> yep. some guy wants to just waste money on a travel yeah. agent, right? But there's no such thing as spending money on travel agents anymore because everything's gone information sourced on the web. So that's what we wanted to do for hunting. You know, it's, it's funny. We, you, you bring up Zillow and uh, my, my buddy, one of my coworkers, Samson, you know, he's the one that introduced me to Go Hunt. And uh, he, we've, we've always talked about it where you need to have some sort of SDK that you can release that, that Zillow can tie into. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking for homes, there's a, a like a tag draw like yeah. thing. Yeah, so exactly. your likelihood of ta drawing tags yeah. as a resident, as a know, resident in that state, home in that in that oh, unit, that so great. like that needs to be that needs to be your like hey, your next product. If I can right get there. Zillow to do that, I'm all for it. You know? <laughs> Residency is a big deal. That's a very very big deal in the hunting world. So, but yeah, and then after after we kind of did that and chris and i set out to build this business model of what it was going to be then the domino domino started following with you know finding brady miller i actually found him through instagram recruit recruited him pretty hard to come down to vegas got him to move to vegas um and then we just kind of kept hiring more technology people and more hunters and we've grown this company now we're half our hunters like unbelievable hunters brady trail brandon evans seth like phenomenal hunters and then we have the technology side, which they are phenomenal technology people and understand all the intricacies of technology. Well, it's cool to sit in a meeting and watch the hunters we have look at the tech people, and the tech people respect the shit out of them for what they do. And then they'll look at the tech people building what they're asking for, and they respect the shit out of them because they're actually building what they want. So it creates this really cool culture inside the office of, like, it, it doesn't take hunters to get this done. It takes hunters and technology people to get this done. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what we have a very special thing with is our mix of hunters and technology so You need people. to grab ideas from other sources and yeah. put them into one. Like, exactly. We all can't just think about ourselves, I feel like. And so it's like we match one mind, so good. There's no way one mind can come up and think about everything. There's no way. Well, it's just like so many of the good ideas that now as hunters we look at and are like, oh, of course I use trekking poles or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. That wasn't the case for a long time. No, you know, you yeah. take that from hiking or skiing or this mm -hmm. or that or the other. And Puts so the many body in four-wheel drive. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, a, a good idea is a good idea regardless of where it comes from. And, you know, Agreed. I think people tend to forget that and will discount, discount things. Okay, just because, okay, maybe you don't know the hunting industry, but you know this portion that touches it. And, um, yeah. no, that's a, it's super important, super important for people to keep in mind. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so the reason I wanted to have you guys on is, you know, tag draw season. We're we're kind of starting in hot and heavy with it. Uh, I think we got Arizona's coming up in a couple of days as as of what's today? The yeah, it's February 9th. Five days. Tuesday, I think, right? 13th, yep. yep. Yeah. And I know, uh, I know I'm, you know, I'm putting in for, for my tags in Arizona. I'm, I'm going to get that strip tag. You know, it's my second year putting in. I've got, I've got that <laughs> you one You actually point. have a chance now, though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. After two years ago when they changed the draw process, you actually have a chance. Yeah. And, and so that's what it is. You know, these draw, the, the draw processes and regulations and, and bonus points and preference points and multiple animals and states. And it is confusing it's overwhelming yep. especially when you're talking to someone like me that is no background in it like i mean i make it very very clear that i know absolutely nothing <laughs> and i just like talking to very smart people um and i you know i look at this it's like okay it's one thing you know you want to stay in your home state you know you want to just do something hunt over the counter like in california i can get my hunting license i can get some pig tags i can get some bear tags there's even there's plenty of over-the-counter stuff for deer you know it's not the best hunting but you do that you can go get your tags good to go you don't have to think about anything you want to do pretty much anything past that you want to go out of state you want to hunt elk you want to just hunt a lot of these fun interesting big animals Suddenly goes from <laughs> very oh, low yeah. level of yeah. complexity. There's no, there's no middle ground there. No, um, yeah. and it all there, needs a lot of planning it's too. It's just like anything in government. There is absolutely <laughs> zero consistency, yep. none whatsoever. So they make it as hard as as hard as possible for the normal individual to to understand the differences between all the states because the states have literally zero consistency yep. to each other. Like. You can go from California to Nevada to Arizona, and even though they all, you know, touch each other, Nevada's in the middle. They're all extremely wildly different on how you get the tag. How you get crazy. The tags? How you? How they even report the data? How you like report the data is, is chaotic, different. and we don't have data for this. We don't know where it's at. It's in this folder way down in the basement, locked it's away. It's unbelievable. Like, it's so hard to get things. How inconsistent the government yeah. is. It's unbelievable. And and to some ex- some extent, I understand some of the reasoning behind it because you you do have wildly different populations and absolutely and they need to be managed in different absolutely. ways. Absolutely, but they need the animals so, so, yeah. need, need to be managed in different ways, not the tags and regulations. Yeah. Like something it's crazy, something something's got to get get a little bit of consistency. How you get the tags should have some consistency to it. But like, if you want to look at it, look at it as an overview. You basically correct me if I'm wrong, Brady, but you have three different styles of drawing tags you have one lottery system that is just complete blind luck total lottery system no preference points bonus points one ticket in everybody has one ticket in it goes around in a big drum and they pull a name out and it's like the powerball lottery you know everybody's got a ticket in then you have bonus points which are every year that you don't draw a tag you get a bonus point which means the next year you have two entries into the drawing the next year you'll have three entries in the drawing and the next year four so really you would have better odds than the guy who just came in and started trying to do it with one 
And then you have states that have preference points, which are preferred points, right? Where you earn, every year that you don't draw a tag, you earn a preference point, and you are preferred over everyone else. Mm-hmm. So you get into these tag drawings that have preferred point bases. So like, if you have eight preferred points, and that's the cutoff of drawing, everyone who has eight points is going to get the tags and nobody below it. So you literally have no chance, which is what Arizona used to be. Well, now they have a bonus aspect, which is why I say you can draw you could draw the strip tag because 50% of the tags go to the highest preference points, then 50% of the tags go bonus, right? Go, go in, the, in the random pass. In the random pass. So, like, now you actually do have a chance, which is cool that they did that. But, like, just something like that is and now Arizona is, has this other little nuance to it yeah. that's just wildly different than everywhere mm-hmm. else. The, it's the crazy. Big, the big problem, I think, though, is, like, so you have guys who want to go out of state. They're like, hey, I want to hunt mule deer in Colorado someday. But, like, they don't go in and learn about it right now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, oh, now this, hey, next year, me and you want to go hunt Colorado. But all of a sudden, someone's like, wait, you need to have points for that state. Like, I yeah. didn't have points in California, for instance. I could go over the counter. If you didn't know that, now you wasted all that time thinking, oh, I'm going to go hunt Colorado in five years. But you never bought those points. Yeah, exactly. And applied and knew what the draw system was like. You wasted a lot of time in your life when you needed exactly. to get the information to, in your hand ahead of time. It's all about getting it now and figuring out what you want for your five-year thing because everyone wants to go hunting in the future but it's like you need to know the points you need to know the preference points is it random like i'm a firm believer too that hunting a hunting lifestyle is the purest form of living on the planet no matter what level you do it with but it brings everybody back to ground zero you start to respect the world in a different way start to view the world in a different way when you're out there with animals and see things and understand the respect it takes to harvest a life and like it's a lot it's the purest form of living so i think even like the PETA people want to go hunting to a certain extent because it's you know it's innate human nature that you want to provide for yourself so everybody wants to go hunting but what a lot of people don't understand is the work at home behind a desk behind a computer screen is vastly more important than actually like going hunting because if you don't do that, then you'll never go hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you will never go hunting if you don't put the research time in to understand the states, the species, the things that you want to go after, and how legally you're going to go do that, you know? Yeah. So, so say someone like me, you know, last, last year, two years ago, uh, I decided, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been getting into guns. I've been getting into shooting my bow. Uh, and I'm like, I'm hearing about hearing about elk and deer and mule deer you know all these things that like i never knew i always thought you know just rich people do this and and you know that's that's what you do after you've been hunting for 50 years otherwise you know you just you sit in a tree stand and you wait for whitetail to walk by and um you know i heard about this i'm like okay okay i'm ruined forever now (laughs) but so say somebody like me comes up and is like okay i i heard about elk I, I watch I watch this Randy Newberg uh, or Steven Ranella or you know something on Instagram and I am obsessed with these animals. I I know I want to go hunt elk. I'm from California. What do I do now? <laughs> yeah. You know I got my hunt I got my hunting license. Um, I don't even know what state I want to hunt in. Like yeah. where do I, where do I start? So first comes first, get your hunter safety. If you're born after, I think it's like 1961 or 62, yep, like got to get your hunter safety. And it one hunter, the hunter safety in whatever state you live in is applicable in all the other states for the, the most part, I believe. All the western oh, yeah. states yep. for sure. I don't know east very well. We only deal in the west. But all the 14 western states, if you get a hunter safety in one state, it'll equate to all the other states. For, that's number one absolute because you can't do anything unless you have that hunter safety number. You can't apply in the lottery system. Now, 
Gohan comes along. I was going to say, feel free to make as yeah. many shameless product plugs as absolutely. you want because I am obsessed with Gohan. I, so. Absolutely. And, and this is why it was built. Like, the mindset of, like, holy shit, my friends really appreciate this. Like, there's got to be more people that want the, the ease of information like this. Why can't they go just somewhere and do it, right? So that's why we built it. And so along comes GoHunt.com, the insider program that we have. And you can go through any and every state you want, whether – you know, lay out, lay out what you're looking for. What's most important to you? Is it logistics? Do you want it as close to home as possible? Do you want it as affordable as possible? Or are you just, I want to kill an elk. Like I want to kill an elk with my bow. I don't care where I have to travel, what I have to do, but I want to start hunting elk and I want to kill one. Well, Colorado has over the counter tags guaranteed every single year. You can go hunt elk in the rut every single year in Colorado. Also in Idaho every single year it's not going to be easy it's a lot of work you have a bow in your hand they live at the top of the mountain you know they're in the rut so they have tons of cows around them and but it's the most bad hunt you'll ever go on you know what i mean like you're in the high country you're you know sleeping and living off your back and it's it's amazing well you also want to decide as well you know you talk about the cows too there's other opportunities you know you Absolutely. don't have to your first year you don't have to go out and there's female tags. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's female tags. tags. Female tags. There's uh, there's so many opportunities. So that's, that's part of what you're saying. Yeah. You know, okay, I've got I've to decide what's important to me, like you said, logistics. That's number, cost, number one. What you if wanna... you wanted to get started in hunting, the number one thing you have to do is figure out what's most important to you. Is it a species that you're just dreaming of that, like, you want? You don't care what you have to do? Okay, well, that's that's it. Colorado, Idaho, great examples for elk. If it's logistics, pick the next closest state and the best opportunity, which is usually a California guy, is either going to be over-the-counter in California or it's going to be cow elk tags in Nevada. You know, you can draw some deer tags fairly easy in Nevada. Again, super hard work, but, I mean, hard work is what makes it pay off in the end, right? It Mm -hmm. makes it, you feel gratified afterwards, you know? If it was easy, we'd just call it grocery shopping. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work, but that's why people love hunting. That's why we love hunting. And, you know, our fa- him and I both, our favorite style of hunting, although he's in way better shape than me, is backpack hunting. He can hike a lot better than me, a lot faster than me, but I still love it. It's my favorite form of hunting by far, hands down, not even a question. So every year, I'm going to go on at least one or two backpack hunts because that's what's most important to me. Absolute most important. So I use Colorado for it mainly, Wyoming, because you can draw general Wyoming elk permits every two, three no, years, no, two three years, years yeah. three I guess. Years. So you can draw them every three, two, three years now, like going hunting in the high country there. That's what's most important to me, and that's how I lay out my strategy. And then the other states... I earn bonus points for what's next most important. I like to kill big mule deer. I love to kill big mule deer. And that comes with investing in the states for the best units that offer the species, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. and p- apply in Nevada for five, ten years and draw a really good, el- uh, really good deer tag. That's just, that's kind of my strategy, you know. Like, one of the biggest things, too, I think, too, we could, like the shameless plug thing again, like the Colorado elk. Like, we lay it out so simple for a guy or a gal just trying to figure out how to hunt elk in Colorado. Like, once you go on, you know, the insider portion, you click on the filtering 2.0, you click on Colorado, and you select your species of elk. It's like we show you every single unit in Colorado you can hunt over the counter every single year. So you and I, we could – it's very important to learn your hunting spot and learn it very well. Like, you can go hunt one area one year and then jump over here in one area. It's like you didn't really learn a lot. You might have learned about elk habitat and movement, we didn't know about elk habitat in this one little area. That's why yeah. it's great about the over-the-counter thing. You yep. keep repeating it over and over and over. Exactly. And it's like it's so hard to kill an elk, but the more you go do it, the more chances you're going to have. 
be able to have all that filtering. It's going to show you all those units you can hunt over-the-counter elk. And then you can take on top of that, say, I want an archery over-the-counter elk. And then you want to have harvest success. Because you can adjust the slider to what's going to meet your criteria. I always describe it as like a, a choose-your-own-ending book. Yeah, you can like exactly. choose your own criteria you want to narrow it down to. And those tools, I think, are so powerful. They'll be like, okay, I want Colorado. I want elk. I want archery. And I want, you know, 20% harvest success. You can yep. filter that over to find them. These are the units that have a higher population of elk, obviously, because more people are having really good success. Exactly. And it just gets you in the field more. And it's just like, like we were discussing the other day, like, it's crazy how much opportunity there is hunting in the West. Like, when you add There's in all too these much, cow- really. When you add in all these cows, all these, you know, all these anderless hunts, all the over-the-counter stuff, it's like, you Guaranteed can, tags. You can pack your schedule up. Really it's, fast. You're getting crazy. over the learning curve of, and being over, like, not scared to jump in another state and learn yeah. something new. And That's the other what we thing try too, to show people. I have a theory. I have a lot of theories. All the guys <laughs> in the office know that. I have theories on everything. But I, I do have a theory that I, like, am truly stuck with. And I think it's if somebody wants to kill a good animal with a bow and wants to get going with it, like take Colorado, for example, you need to hunt the same unit five years in a row. If you hunt the same unit five years in a row, you're going to kill something very respectable, like, and you're going to be a very good hunter in that in that specific area. That's how long it takes to understand the area, the animal patterns of that area, everything about it, you know. And so I'm I'm a firm believer in a five year like the same place five years in a row, three years at least. But yeah. I mean, sometimes. I guess three years, but him and I, like, we always talk about shooting the biggest and the best. I think that's like a five-year plan to get into a unit for five years straight and try to figure it out, you know? So that's, I mean, if you're getting into it, those are the things you have to lay out as the strategy of what's most important, which to us is killing the biggest and the best, and that's a five-year plan, you know? Mm -hmm. So now, you know, you talk about, okay, you know, we kind of talked about, like, I want to hunt in the future yep. and I want to get these animals uh, I also want to hunt every year and so there's over the counter opportunities what as far as building points in different states what's what's kind of a good strategy for a beginner to think because I mean short of like okay I'm going to I'm going to put in for every animal in every state you know, you know every broke. year yeah you it's so expensive, expensive. <laughs> I can't remember what I broke down that article what was it last year about the cost to apply in every western state it was so much money I think it was you're fronting like something like 25 30 some grand to front it and you're going to get everything back but like you'd lose like 4 or 5, four or five grand yeah, yeah. And so like, it'll cost you out fees. of your pocket in non-refundable fees 5 grand but it'll cost you in the Three and a half month process, you'll be out thirty grand. Yeah. It's unbelievably expensive. It's so expensive to find the West. That's why you need to fit. You need to figure out your core states you really want to go. And like I've, like I'm a mule deer guy, so I'm going to go mule deer. It's like, so me, I'm always going to have my over the counter states. You know, I always want to go try to go to Idaho. I try to draw easy tags in Montana, but then also I want to have those five year, like three to five year plans. So I'm always like, okay, Wyoming's a state I need to go into because, you know, it's just typically has really great country. And I love hunting mountains, so I like. I go based on scenery a lot of times and also big animals. Like, I love that adventure aspect, so I'm the guy who wants to – I want to hunt high country in Colorado. I want to high country in Wyoming. So I dive into those states as, like, my three-, five-year plan. And also I want to try to get into Utah maybe a little bit too and just decide what's most important to me. Some years I, you know, just buy points here, just buy points there because I want to fit my schedule really well. That's why it's kind of important to figure out, okay, you're going to go on an over-counter hunt, but you also want to have these states you're going to know you might draw in the back burner as, like – 
you know, exactly. you just need to figure out like what country you like, what terrain you like to hunt in. Like that's what it all comes down to. Like if a guy just wants to say, I want to hunt Colorado, like you're gonna throw your name in a hat. Maybe you don't even like hunting the mountains. Like mountains scare you to death. Like you want to hunt something that's a little lower country. You need to research that ahead of time before you're starting to burn all your bonus points and draw these tags that you might not be able to turn back in too. So it's yeah, so complicated to figure out how to set up your plan and what you want to do with and, it. But. And what we were talking about residency in the beginning of this, residency is the most important thing. Like, okay, you want to, you've never hunted before. You have your hunter safety. You want to go hunting. Well, if you're a Wyoming resident, congratulations. You have guaranteed mule deer <laughs> and elk tag every year. Every single year. So you're off and running with whatever you want to do. You live in Colorado. There's guaranteed tags, not, you know, in the primo units. It's going to be hard work, but there's guaranteed tags for mule deer and elk there as well, the over-the-counter elk, and then there's zero-point mule deer tags that they could draw no problem. Mm-hmm. If you live in Nevada, it's probably one of the harder ones. Oh, yeah. Nevada, Arizona, probably the harder ones. If you live in either of those states, you're looking at two, three years before you're hunting, right-ish? Yep. Now, depending especially on, this year. Yeah, depending on what kind of what style you're looking for, you're looking at two or three years before you even have the chance to go hunting. Or you could travel to Colorado where there's out-of-state, you know, non-resident, over-the-counter opportunities. Idaho, which is the same. Um, Wyoming, which is one or two points to draw an elk tag. Like, you, got, you have to start looking at other states. If you're from, if you're a resident of a state that doesn't have guaranteed tags to, to locals, you got to start looking elsewhere, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. If you're from California, you have over-the-counter opportunities. They're not, like you said, they're not great, but they're fun. Oh, yeah. They're really fun. You live close to, I mean, if you're L.A., you're close enough to Idaho, I guess, to make it a day trip, you know, to mm. take a day, drive, hunt for three days, come home, you know, you're gone for a week. Yeah, it's about a, it's about, I mean, with gas stops and the amount I have to make in my Jeep, it's, uh, it's yeah. about, it ends up being about a, a 16 to 20 hour drive. So that's it's, a long time. Maybe it's, maybe it's rough, not but close Ari- enough. But you know, I was doing I was doing uh, January in Arizona. That's a over a the counter drive, over the counter yep. archery tags. I I am like I'm the biggest preacher of these tags yeah. in the world now after after doing them because they're good for that's for good. So that's long actually a good point. I the year forgot about that. I was thinking about like draw tags in Arizona. Arizona does have. Out, non-resident and resident opportunities for guaranteed archery tags late season for mule deer and coos deer. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like a lots of good slightly hidden gem that's now becoming a little more popular. It's a great opportunity. Like you can hunt go- some of the best units in Arizona, and yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, obviously you got to be shooting a bow. That's not for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Um, but again, you can hunt it every single year and learn it, which yep. is the best part about it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're already putting in for putting in for those points, you got to have that yep. license. You're already spending what the one 160 bucks. Mm-hmm. So might as well make that 160 bucks worth, yeah, worth it. it. Get a tag that you can hunt in January, August, yeah. and December. And not to make things even more confusing, but also part of the strategy before going hunting, you got to figure out what kind of weapon you're comfortable with. Yep. yep. If it's gun, well, really Idaho is the only one that has over-the-counter gun opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part. So you're really stuck to one place yep. if you don't want to hunt with a bow. And, you know, it's some people, like, sometimes I look at it and I'm, I'm like, you know what? I like... I like being forced in one direction because it, it gets me to focus. Yeah. I am. Yeah, because you dial down. I'm one of these people that's all over the place, and I, you know, I, I see something, I get distracted, and yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, look, oh, dad, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I need to start applying for another animal. Yeah. Like, well, what's that, New Mexico? <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to apply for you this year, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, and so sometimes it is kind of nice to be forced in a direction, and, um, but yeah, it's, it's very, you know, I, I've, I've talked with a lot of people, and they kind of got me on the whole, okay, you find your, your spot you can hunt every year. And like you were saying, you know, you want to hunt that 
often uh, in that, that same unit if you can, so you can learn it and you can make the most out of it. Because, you know, you go to a new spot every year, you know, you spend your first three, oh, four, five days. You spend a lot of wheels. You spend the first 75% of your hunt scouting, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then, um, especially, you know, as a, as a non-resident, someone that I can't, I've got limited vacation time and I want to spend that exactly, hunting. yeah. So I'm, you know, maybe I can get out for a, a long weekend or something, you know, fly out, rent a car, yeah. drive, make sure there's no gates, whatever it is. But, uh, but you know, then you got your, your, your three to five year opportunities. I yep. think I'm, you know, I'm doing Idaho for my, my every year. I've got, I think I'm putting in for Wyoming elk for like my three to three to five. And mm-hmm. then of course, Arizona for yep. the, for the big ones. Yep. It's a great thought process. Yeah. So that's what's nice to like great. lay out all the states, look on, on the go hunt and on insider, put all the fees next to it. What's going to cost you to apply? What's it going to do? Mm-hmm. And figure out what you want to aspire towards. You want to be the guy. Get your over-the-counter tags. You want to get those draw tags, too. It's like yeah. using, gotta, using our product, you're going to know exactly what it's going to take to go hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so down we're to, to the penny. Try to get people on the field more. Like, that's yeah. what it's all about is, like, getting you comfortable to take the leap and jump to a new state and exactly. try something new. and Just get started. And I think a good takeaway, too, for somebody who's getting started, for whatever reason, there's, like, this massive, like, overarching theme in hunting of, like, self-branded or whatever bad hunters try to intimidate everybody out of their spots or like out of their states and they're like the end-all be-all know-it-alls i guarantee you you ask them a question about a state you know two borders away and they'll have no clue what's going on there you know and it's like this just this weird theme so it's hard to get a network of hunting and we understand how hard that is to like find good networks of people who are willing to give you information because there's this like i said this overarching theme of they don't want to share they want to tell you don't do it you know they're going to make it as difficult as possible for you to get into their state or you know their spot or whatever it's public land it's a beautiful thing about the united states it's public land public animals and the states allow us to go harvest them for our own well-being you know which is amazing so for somebody who's getting started it's important to know like there is no one out there that knows all of this the only thing that knows all of this is our computer like our back-end <laughs> database computer us, we get asked a question. Very first thing we do is go straight to our computer. Oh yeah, here's, well, here's the answer. Right here. You guys always ask you know, me what we, we're doing. We last live week. it and breathe it every single day, and we still can't rattle something off of yeah. the top of our head. You know, it's crazy. No, it's but. definitely. Uh, it is definitely a tool that I have. I have really come to rely on. Yeah. On a regular basis. I mean, and you know, you hear this. I'm, you know, you hear this on all the podcasts. Anytime yeah. anyone's talking about go hunt, is it? ruins your productivity when yeah, you're at work yeah. and uh was i was, I was talking uh i think i was talking with you guys what? earlier you know you need a, a product feature where um you know you have go hunt there's a big red button yeah in the upper right hand corner and you go tap that button and it and it flips the website and looks like an excel document <laughs> yeah um, so you know you can sit yeah. there and it looks like you know just hit the button oh no i'm working yep, oh, yep. i'm working but uh no yeah i i spent a lot of time in it it's you can dive into so many different weeds on there, like especially when you're trying to figure out, like I was saying, like you overlay the harvest stats on there, and now we can you know, overlay the public land percent, too, yeah. so you can find a guy who wants a ton of public land. Because like, mm-hmm. you can look into Wyoming right now. We were talking about this the other day about antelope with Randy Newberg. I like, you can go on there like, oh, I can draw this tag 100% with one point. But it's like, what's the public land of that unit? It's like, actually, you slide that over, and that only had you know, 17% public land of that unit. Yeah. So, yeah, people are like, oh, I can draw these tags, but like, really, you can draw them, but could you hunt them? No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Most likely not. So, like, just exactly. diving in the weeds and go hunts is fun. Like, we just 
go on there sometimes and just you know mess with all the tools. Like you can find yeah. some crazy stuff. It's and it's 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 kind of funny because I look at that and I I think uh, I sit and I have these moments where I'm like, okay, this is a good spot, but then I'm like. Now everyone's gonna see this <laughs> spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys do you guys get a lot of people that are that are sitting there getting getting after you because like oh you're you're making it accessible to everyone yeah. now? It's yep. not. I mean yes and no. We're actually spreading. We're we're spreading the concentration of hunters. Yeah. Where before the networks, when you got on the little little networks, they all had their spots, right? These units and states are giant. And there's yeah. a lot of animals in them. So we've. We believe truly that we've done the best job of spreading hunter concentration out so hunts are more enjoyable. You know, people are in different units now in different places and have a lot more space to, to move around. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, I guess, you know, you make a good point where it, it used to be like, okay, you hear about this one unit, word will get out, oh, so-and-so yeah. killed, yep. killed a giant bull in here, and so that's the only exactly. way people are hearing about these quality units or exactly. they're seeing what's available, and so... exactly. Yeah, that like, gets blown out. To turn around back to Montana, it's like everyone back in the day used to always talk about the top draw districts in Montana. Yeah. Like, none of us knew about all the crazy, like, general over-the-counter stuff, you know, in southeast Montana, central Montana. It's like, because everyone always was focused on the biggest, the best animals. But, like, yeah. none of us can draw those tags. Like, we don't have max bonus points in every state. Like, I just want to know where I can go every year with my dad and my brothers and yeah. go hunt deer and have fun. It's like... Show me an opportunity. That's what we're going to do. Show you opportunity right now. That's why, like, exactly. with our analyst draw odds, like, showing people more opportunity. It's like, now you can go out. I can pick up a cow elk tag on my deer hunt and, you know, get more meat in my freezer. It's big, big win-win. I mean, exactly. It's great. I'm already driving out there. Like, I might as well pick, pick up another tag and have, you know, a little more fun while I'm doing exactly. it. Exactly. Crazy amount of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so, to kind of summarize, we're looking at, you got to, you got to, looking to draw tags, you're looking to start hunting you got to pick what's important to you. you got to pick what you're comfortable with, whether that's landscape, whether that's a weapon, whether, mm-hmm. you know, you got to look at, uh, you got to look towards the future, look what you want to do uh, now, but look what you want to do eventually. Yeah. Um, what, what, what else am I missing here? I, 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 honestly, I think that's it. Like, yeah. make sure you're, you're sound in your information so you know what you're doing, first of all, because you can waste a lot of time and a lot of money. And then from that, What's most important with weapon choice, most important with logistics, with species, all those things, be able to look three years into the future, and you're going to have a solid plan of what's going on. Yep. Solid plan. Awesome. So, so now uh, we've been talking about Go Hunt. Where do people find Go Hunt? www.gohunt.com. You don't even need to put the W's in there. It's yeah, really tough. Really <laughs> tough to find. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Go Hunt on Instagram, Facebook, yep. all, the, yep. all, all of yep. the above. Exactly. Um, so, what's the what's the uh, what's the cost for Go Hunt? One forty nine a year. One forty nine a year. But then it's just, I mean, we could talk another two hours on the value that's in it, whether it's giveaways oh, yeah. or points earned on gear bought with us and all these different things. But it's just, it's a value add program, is how we see it. The membership is one forty nine, but then it just keeps getting added on with more, yeah. more and more value, more and more value. And, and that's, that's what our, I was going to ask if you guys just really quick touch on some of the some of the other awesome stuff that comes with it like like those those monthly giveaways and and talk just a quick uh, run through the gear shop we have the most aggressive monthly giveaways in the industry by far um our gear shop we have a very good curated gear shop for honestly people are just getting into hunting we have everything you would need to go on your first hunt you know whether it's we specialize in like gear and technology obviously with our our online program and sleeping pads backpacks sleeping bags you know all those essentials for you know living in the backcountry and living while hunting 
That's what we specialize in. We give points back to our members based on how much they spend. It's just direct store credit. So basically, the more you buy, the more you get for free. It's a solid program for our insiders. And then him and Trail specialize in writing application articles, basically saying like, here's your strategy. If you have one point, here's your strategy. If you have five points, here's your strategy. So again, this podcast is a is a good example of like talking through these things, but then these guys write massive long form articles on dive into here's them. everything you need to know. And that comes with membership is being able to read those for every single state, every single species. That's awesome. So anything else coming down the line that uh, that you can tell us about? Not that we can tell you yeah. about, but yeah, <laughs> no there's, there's always stuff coming down the line, yeah. but we just can't tell you about it yet. Oh, well, man, it'd be great. One thing I always like to end with, you know, once again, this is, uh, we've touched on a lot of it, but this is for new hunters, folks that just may not have a background in, in hunting, uh, some, someone from the city that feels like they don't have access to it, whatever that may be. Someone uh, comes up to you and says, Brady, Lorenzo, I... Like, I really want to get into the outdoors. I really want to get into hunting, but it's, it's, it's too overwhelming. It's like, go hunt's great, you know, but that's just, that drawing tags and, and learning about that is just one aspect. Yeah. What, you know, what encouragement or words of advice would you give that person? I mean, just try to jump over the hurdle and, uh, you know, just try new, th- trying new things is always what I think is really fun about hunting and, like, getting out there. It's like, maybe if you're not totally into hunting yet, but you just want to go, go backpack with a hunter, like, the backpacking part to me about hunting is probably one of my funnest parts. Like getting out there, so testing pure. yourself. I love it. And then like, then you add, okay, you watch what these people are doing on hunting and you say, Hey, I could probably put a tag in my pocket too. And it's learning from them first, like going with them and learning all the ropes. Like that's the biggest thing. It's like, do that way before you're going to try to start drawing tags. Like go with someone else who might know, who knows what they're doing and just have fun with them. And it's like, you will learn so much about yourself, about what you're capable of doing, just like grinding it out yeah. every single day. And then to be like, wow, that, what hunters do, that's tough. Like, I could get into that, you know. It's like I, I think people need to realize that it's just it's a fun sport to be in. It's a fun sport to learn about, be a part of. It's just diving in there first, though. That's like that was the hardest part is like getting over that, you know. Exactly. It's like the hardest you do part about doing something is doing something. Doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the hardest part. Yep. Just get started. Whatever way it is, you know, if you look stupid, so be it. Oh, I know all about that. Yeah. I know. All about <laughs> I, I, I think I think that is a lame excuse for keeping yourself out of something that is as unbelievable as hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's so key right there. That's I think why people don't do anything these days. Is yeah. they're especially with all the social media, everything, everything's so much more public now. Yep, yeah. it looks a lot easier. Like than I mean, when like shoot, when we were kids, could you imagine if? if the stuff we did Absolutely. ever got published. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that one photo that your mom has in the shoebox is yep. representative of yep, exactly. a whole span of things. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But yeah, I think that's just the, uh, the fear of being embarrassed or, yeah. or looking, looking silly or stupid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's why I love doing this podcast is it gives me a chance to it's a good thing. look it's silly a, for people. Well, it's a good <laughs> thing. And there's, there's a lot of people that want to go hunting. There is. We hear it all the time. There's a lot of people that want to go. They just don't know what to do. Maybe that's why the PETA people are so angry. Like you were saying, they, they all want to go, go, hunt, hunting, go hunting. They just hate the They'll love it for it. Yeah. You know? They'll love angry. it. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, thanks for having us on. No, thank you guys Appreciate so much it. for taking the time. Uh, I know it's going to start uh, getting pretty busy here yeah. over the next uh, few hours. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you uh, sitting down with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. We only scratched the surface. Oh, hit. gosh, yeah. We did. But, yeah, appreciate it. Awesome, thanks. guys. Hey, thanks. thanks again. Thanks. All right, y'all. That'll do it for Episode 59 of Living Country in the City. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you check out the show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 59. You get links to Go Hunt and both Lorenzo and Brady's pages. Go check them out. Give them a little bit of love. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. 